0: Hello, welcome to a beautiful podcast to Fall in Love, an unofficial Bachelor Nation show from TV Guide. I'm Leah Matthews, and joining me in TV Guide Mansion, across the internet from me in TV Guide Mansion, is my co-host, From Ari Season and in Bachelor in Paradise. She doesn't want imperfect, she wants you to meet her on her level. It's Jacqueline Trumbull.
1: Hey, what's up guys? We're good. How are you doing? Um, I'm very good. I'm in my PJs and glasses, and it's wonderful over here.
0: Yeah, we're here, and it's really cold in New York, so you're not really picked a good time to get out of the city.
1: Nice. That makes me feel better since I'm leaving it forever, and I had my first breakdown about it yesterday. Aww. I know. <laughs> yeah.
0: So you'll be back in a couple of weeks for, for one last hurrah.
1: Yeah, exactly. I'll be there for three more weeks.
0: Traveling the world.
1: Mm-hmm. Just like... They'll be doing on The Bachelorette. Yeah, I know. That's the whole point of this. I'm just going to stalk them and see if I can find them based off of the previews. <laughs>
0: you could go to the places where they go on the show. Mm-hmm, right. Report back on like, oh, here's what they might have been going through. Right. Or not.
1: Yeah. Hire 30 men to follow me around too. <laughs> Sounds pretty good now that I think about it. It was this yeah. season premiere. Season 15. Hannah Brown, Hannah
0: Beast, Alabama Hammer, mm-hmm. Hannah, Alabama Hammer. She's got a lot of nicknames. Um, it was a pretty standard uh, premiere. I mean, I'm not going to do a full recap because it was like, you know, it was the same sort of thing there always was. You know, there was a little intro package for Hannah, intro packages for some of the guys, limo entrances, you know, a little bit of drama, and then a rose ceremony. You know, yeah. narrowed 30 down to 22. It was fine. I don't know. Yeah.
1: You know, I – I thought it was yeah, I thought it was good. I thought it was a tight like premiere instead of dragging it around with all this extra bullshit like live, you know, live recordings and how reviewing parties doing and all that. It was it just got to the point which was awesome.
0: Yeah. It was very tight. I, I really appreciated it. like it it moved quickly. Yeah. They were done with limo entrances by 8:50. I was like, "Man, they're zipping."
1: Mhm. The intro packages lasted 5 minutes total.
0: That's so fast. There wasn't even a there wasn't even a break. I was having a hard time keeping up with all, like, because they moved so quickly.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Just in terms of writing my recap, but that was a good thing. But we'll get more into we'll get more into uh, you know the actual you know construction of the episode. My first question for you is, how do you think Hannah did?
1: I actually thought she did well. I thought she she didn't seem too trained. Um, she was charming with the limo entrances. Like, she was just as – she seemed naturally flirtatious, I suppose. Um, they're definitely pushing the likability thing. They're, um, they've, they've got their image crafted. And, you know, with the, with the prayer, like, that was very – that was a smart move to, you know, record her doing that prayer where she's like, please let me find the words, please let me sound smart. I, I hope that that was a, a genuine moment and not, Hey, Hannah, why don't you go pray behind those trees and make sure to say it out loud? <laughs> Camera can pick it up. Um, and then her opening speech was, you know, it was pretty endearing. So, and then they gave her the Hannah show what a tough chick you are, you know, no bullshit. Don't back down. So they, they've got her on the likability front in a few different ways. Um, and I thought, yeah, I thought she did I thought she did better than I expected.
0: I agree with you totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, she she did a, she did a lot better than I was expecting her to.
1: Yeah.
0: Just in terms of uh yeah, being able to articulate herself quickly. Mm-hmm. Right? Cuz they shot this probably what is it? Like the day or two the day after or two days after the uh the yeah. finale. So she you know seemed like she had some quick growth even from then in terms of just like how able she was able to react to the uh, to the guys to the limo entrances her reactions to the limo entrances were, were very good she had uh, she seemed very genuine like very genuinely excited
1: there's one thing i noticed too i mean i i would have bet all of my toes that she would have said the line i am a hugger like every bachelorette since the beginning of the time of time since the beginning of time has told these guys i'm a hugger I was so disappointed and also proud of her that she didn't fall for that dumb line. Yeah. So. Yeah.
0: Because so she probably is a hugger. She Yeah. Definitely a
1: kisser. There's like a bachelorette, you know, checklist of whether you can qualify. And there's a checkbox with I'm a hugger next to it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You got to make these guys feel comfortable. Yeah. She's a kisser. How many guys did she kiss? at least two. 3. 3. Cam Connor S, who
0: I think I think he's we'll we'll talk about him, but I think he's going to yeah. do. well, And Luke. Luke P. But yeah, I thought she did I thought she did well. She did better than I thought she was going to do. And uh it kind of brings me to my next question, which is, you know, how are you feeling about Hannah for the rest of the season now?
1: I'm feeling fine about her. Um I, I don't know if my feelings have changed that much, except that I, I recognize that they've got an image for her that maybe goes a little bit beyond Hannah Beast. I mean, so far she's doing a great job and they're they're pushing this whole idea of her being like the most real, likable, vulnerable not likable, but vulnerable, relatable bachelorette ever which might mean that they put her in more organic situations Uh, for her. I mean, not organic production side. That's like the whole Demi, uh, Katie thing was incredibly planted. Obviously. Um, I do, I did think it was kind of cool though, that they, that they're recognizing the social media influence more and more with these seasons. It's bringing like bachelor nation more into the show with every year. Um, because they're literally influencing the way the show runs. And that's kind of a cool, cool change.
0: You mean like the, you know, the DM that uh, Demi yeah. got? Yeah. You know, I was very worried about, about Hannah uh, this season. And I'm, st- you know, I still don't think I'm going to, you know, I'm, she's not going to, you know, become my favorite Bachelorette, but I th- mm-hmm. I think it'll she'll be, you know, watchable, <laughs> which was my concern before was that she would be, kind of unwatchable. but And it seems like they figured out her character in a way that's going to play well. They know that she does well when she's angry. <laughs> you know?
1: Yeah, so just make her angry, just prod her the whole season. That could be pretty funny.
0: Yeah. Let's talk more about Scott, but uh, towards the end, because that happened towards the end of the episode. But what do you think of her? her imperfection what's her imperfection oh I want over and over imp- again she kept hammering this point of like I am imperfect um, uh-huh. in- imperfection is okay it's oh, you can all be imperfect too
1: yeah I mean I it feels branded to me um, these are the these are the talking points we get from Hannah about how it's okay to be just a normal person as long as you're perfect looking and in a ball gown <laughs> <laughs> or tuxedo
0: yeah. <laughs> a white tuxedo.
1: Yeah. I mean there's something you can't quite buy about that when you're watching The Bachelor. It is all about competing with each other to be the most charming, um the the most like warm-hearted, you know, successful version of yourself to to beat out all the other men and then get the girl who's dressed, who has a perfect body and face and is dressed in a sparkling gown. I mean,
0: Yeah, literal beauty queen.
1: Right. Literal beauty. Yeah, exactly. So, uh, I mean, it's fine, whatever.
0: Yeah. But I was just like, you know, she said something during her her intro that was like, you know, I struggled with uh, like not feeling in- like I was enough. But now mm-hmm. that I am the star of this show, I, they- know. <laughs> I am enough now that I have achieved the maximum amount of external I validation I am ever going to get.
1: It wasn't not even that was enough. It was when uh, 30 men walked out of a limo just to date her. <laughs> now she deserves it. Now she yeah, now she's enough. It's like, damn it, Hannah.
0: No. <laughs> you were so close. You're you got the right idea, but you're 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 taking the wrong the wrong lesson here.
1: Yeah, they just said hi. We're not even, you know, <laughs> We're not even to the I love yous.
0: Yeah. If only we could all have a show.
1: God, if I could just call up 30 men right now and that would make me perfect, I would have done that <laughs> 10 years ago. I'm going to spend all afternoon doing that, I think.
0: Yeah. See whose number mm-hmm. you still got. <laughs> yeah. And did anything feel different
1: about this premiere to you? Do you have something in mind? I mean, to me, it was it was tight. It flowed well. The intros I found actually consistently fun. I had a positive feeling when I was watching this. It felt a lot less boring than some other premieres. Um, I wasn't irritated by like anybody's intro or or limo limo exit rather. Um, So, yeah, it just felt like a well done, well oiled premiere where people were generally likable. Um, and then again, like the the acknowledgement that social media is now a huge part of The Bachelor and that Bachelor Nation actually has an effect. That I, It's cool that they're leaning into that um, because I think it makes the audience feel more like they're participants. Um, and that it's kind of acknowledging that the show has had some scandal recently and... Uh, and now like all of their fans get to be little PIs, which is actually kind of horrifying on a certain level because <laughs> we don't really need to give people that much power because <laughs> it means that they're going to start digging into these contestants' lives like, no, you know, like no other. And then that could actually have serious effects on people. It's encouraging that kind of insidious behavior. So uh, I don't know, but it's cool as a viewer. That
0: was what i what I noticed that it it just it it moved so much quicker than so many premieres have in the past few seasons. The limo entrances were not not particularly gimmicky that was another thing like it seemed like v- there were fewer gimmicks in terms of like um you know somebody coming in with like a you know a hot tub car or whatever um a lot of guys yeah. just kinda. You know.
1: They just said hi. We still got the gimmicks though, but I didn't. I just they didn't annoy me. I, I they just worked for some reason, and maybe it was just the fast pace of the show. Um, it got through it quickly. But yeah, I, I I like these guys so far, and I actually think they're cuter than most casts.
0: Yeah, like there was no night one villain. There was Scott, but there wasn't any. Um, like usually on, on the first night, there's conflict within the house, but there wasn't any tonight. Other than. Scott, you know, Scott kind of took up all that oxygen. I like that they said that Scott took up an hour of the show. I like that they situated us in time like that.
1: Well, that helps us understand why that kind of stuff is so annoying. Because when you watch it, you know, and anything like that happens, and then you interview five people and they're all furious. It's like, come on, dude, just get over it. Like, there's one bad egg, now he's gone, move on. But when you understand that that kind of thing can really take up your night, which means that you are not sleeping. Um, you know, you're waiting forever and ever and ever to talk to the leads just so that you can go to bed. Like that, that's, that's why people get so mad. It just, it's a waste of their time. Yeah. So yeah, that, that was pretty cool. I even, you know, and the guys were even nice to each other. Like they were nice about Cam coming in with a rose. Um, nobody said anything nasty or snarky about that. Um, they were just like, they, they said something, you know, like, oh, it must feel good to be that guy.
0: Which is, like, yeah. normal. That's, like, a yeah. nice, <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Right. They all seemed, they seemed to get along. They seemed, right, they all seemed, you know, happy to be there. Nobody said anything, you know, egregiously douchey for the most part. Right. <laughs> it seems like it might be a good good group of guys. And they were all pretty good looking, yeah.
1: Yeah. Um, and they replaced the cast photos. Did they? Yeah, we the ones that we were looking at were the ones on Facebook that were that had that teal background, and then they released the ones with the gray background that was much better looking.
0: Yeah. right. Well, they had they had plenty of time to work on that. Yeah.
1: <laughs> Maybe they heard our podcast and were like, "Oh. oh we got to <laughs> redo these. Everyone get on a flight to LA." It was a good premiere, I thought. Yeah, agreed. Uh,
0: so we're going to take a quick break back after these messages from our sponsors. Jacqueline, okay. we're going to talk about Luke P. Okay, Who was the big story of the night in terms uh-huh. of the guys.
1: Absolutely, yeah. Um, I did not mind him. So I so so I watched the premiere last night, but I got in a little bit late, so I missed the intros. So I watched those this morning, and so all I got from him was his like conversations with her. Um, y- you know, he he pulled some really good moves that. I don't, I mean, I hope it was his idea, but like whenever The Bachelorette is distressed, always a good idea if you have felt some chemistry to go in and be the one to tell her that there are men here for the right reasons, you know, especially me and you're so beautiful. And then to bring her back in the game always works. So he was strategic. I also liked his first conversation with her. I mean, at first it was kind of boring, but then I I liked when he said, I'm already really into you. You've got some catching up to do. just kind of cute, like admitting that he has a celebrity crush. Uh, Then his intro was kind of like, you know, oh, I was a dick forever. And now that I'm 24 and like read the Bible, I'm nice to women now. I don't know. It's like (laughs) not the most compelling. He's like, yeah, I'm sexy and
0: I know it. (laughs) I know. (laughs) During his, in his, somebody tweeted last night in his intro package, he was, he got a shower scene. Laura O'Rourke tweeted, I was in the shower and God was speaking to me, is something Colton wishes he said last season. (laughs) That's a very, very good point.
1: Yeah, maybe they're setting us up for him to be the bachelor. Are we seeing him in the shower? (laughs) I hope not. I just get kind of dark <laughs> vibes from him, you know? I think we've
0: seen, we've seen guys like this before who have the, you know, the um, traditionally masculine sort of, um, I'm looking for a wife kind of thing.
1: Uh-huh. uh-huh.
0: And these guys always have, like, anger issues. Like, they always <laughs> explode on people. <laughs> you know, you probably don't like the term toxic masculinity, but this guy, <laughs> this guy feels, his masculinity feels toxic.
1: You're outing me (laughs) every episode. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I don't love that term. (laughs) I don't love the overuse of that term. We'll put it that way. Yeah, obviously there are some toxic. I think it does
0: get overused, but I think uh, the Bachelorette is a is a good time to use it.
1: (laughs) (laughs) A lot of toxic masculinity on the Bachelorette.
0: I think, you know, this guy he kind of feels like a like a Josh Murray to me or like a Luke, right. like a Luke Pell, where, you know, he comes on very strong with the flattery and like the, you know, I'm a good Christian boy, but
1: I know what you're saying. And the thing is, like, I'm not a, I'm not the best judge of character with men. So it wouldn't surprise me. And I mean, that I guess that's kind of the point is that these men are designed to disguise themselves specifically to women. And it's so funny because other men can always see it. Like, oh, you are a dick, like this, I've got your number already, and then and then, us women are like, ah, but you're hot, and you said something nice to me, and you, like, looked in my eyes while you said it.
0: (laughs) Yeah, the lead doesn't see them with other guys. I mean, he wasn't, he went and talked to her two or three times, but it didn't seem like anybody else was, like, mad about that. I don't know if they didn't see him. Or uh, but they didn't seem to resent him yet. I think that's coming. It seemed like in the previews they were saying that he was like a sociopath or something.
1: really? oh, nice. That's good because we need the first impression rose thing to end. like it can't always be the guy who wins the first impression. Rose wins the whole thing because yeah, it's know, just it's
0: just too, you know, too well, predictable too predictable. I didn't like his uh his gimmick where he crawled out of the. Like he pulled himself out of the moon roof and then like got into like an animal pose and was like roaring. Oh, that was him. Okay. And then he came down and he was like, "I'm you're maybe a beast, but I'm the king of the jungle.
1: Totally. And then you can be my queen. Like, (laughs) all right.
0: The guys he's not looking for a wife. He's looking for a
1: sub. Yeah, absolutely. Based on on that intro, I I felt the same way about the intro. I just didn't remember that that was the same person that then talked to her later.
0: (laughs) Yeah. And people on Twitter were really mad at him uh for not giving Hannah his jacket when she was cold. Oh yeah, I know. That's at my viewing party. That's what we were all saying. Yeah. Aliza's nodding at me like, oh my God, he's so he's canceled for that. <laughs> <laughs> and his Instagram is atrocious.
1: Oh, yes. What
0: how so? Um he's got a picture of the hill at Golgotha, you know, where Jesus the three crosses where Jesus was Jesus and the and the thieves were crucified. Uh-huh and it says the caption is earth's saddest day and gladdest day were just dot 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 3 days apart <laughs> location tagged calvary
1: <laughs> you know th- i am not christian but i will i will hand it to christianity that there's often a lot of poetry in that and he managed to put up the most awkward sounding you know <laughs> description <laughs> or caption for that that Gladest and the saddest
0: day. The That's TVA's what you about. take away
1: from right. Jesus
0: sacrificing
1: Himself <laughs> for all of us. Yeah, go go back and talk to Mel Gibson then. And, and he's just got a in. lot
0: of he's got a lot of you know guns and camo and stuff. Which I mean, I guess if you're this is Alabama Hannah. Bad vibes from Luke P. Luke P's are not good guys on this show. I don't see that changing. So the next guy I want to talk about is Mike. I don't like Mike either. You remember Mike? No. Mike was the guy who, in his intro package, a he, bit, um, yeah, with his great grandmother, he went and talked to his great grandmother. He had a yeah. beautiful smile that he never stopped smiling.
1: It's kind of like Eric Bigger vibes with the like, pl- like always constant smile and like inspirational quote type. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right, and yeah. Eric Bigger turns out
0: kind of a kind of a player. A little bit. I st- I, st- I still like Eric Bigger. But
1: I still like Eric Bigger too. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I felt like he was giving the good guy hard sell, you know, with uh-huh. the with the uh the the great grandmother and he, it, there was just a thing where he was uh-huh. on the phone, he was like I'm a I'm a portfolio manager and then they cut to him
1: on the phone like, "Yeah, you got 5.7 points on that." I love the fake career shit. I always want to know how that happens. <laughs> I wish I could go back on as a psychologist, too, you know, and like have a fake patient and just say something uh, psychology and jargony <laughs> based on your cognitive distortions. <laughs> <laughs> and like how would they get Connor um, to do like a whole fake sales pitch in front of an entire room of fake people. I mean, that's
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he was like, go out there and sell some cars. <laughs> ABC always be closing. They all want to be Alec Baldwin, not understanding that that character is bad. <laughs> yeah, so let's talk about let's talk about Connor cuz I actually loved him. People really like I I think Connor J might be my favorite.
1: Same, he is my favorite.
0: Yeah. We all like Connor J. So what did you <laughs> like about him?
1: The bachelorette party was such a good idea. I can't believe nobody ever thought of that before. It's so obvious. And he pulled it off. That's like the perfect thing to do night one when you're having boring conversation after boring conversation. Um, to just make it fun. And the producers really went all out for that.
0: Yeah, it seems like there was a lot of stuff they didn't even
1: show us. Yeah. But yeah, that's it seemed like genuinely fun. Like he, yeah, it was mm-hmm. great. He's just one of those guys... He, he's just with it, you know? He's going to have probably good ideas all season. He's probably not going to be a dick. Like, he's just, he seems like he's got the maturity uh, and the intelligence and the, he, he's just got this presence about him that I really, really like. Um, and that's why he was able to pull that off so well. Like, some people would be kind of embarrassed or awkward to, to do that whole bachelorette party thing and he killed it. Yeah, he really committed to it. hmm Yeah.
0: Um, and he looked good shaking his little butt. I know, he's cute. It was like nails on a chalkboard to me when he came out speaking French out of the limbo. He said his name was Colnella. <laughs> 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 so I was like, no, I don't like that. But then he then he redeemed himself. And I was like, no, this guy's cool. I like this guy. But the thing is, Asian and half Asian guys get done dirty by this show and the world. But, um, you know. Remember, uh, there was Blake, there was this, two years ago, there yeah, was yeah. Blake the he Hot Veteran, who they wanted, people wanted him to go on Paradise, but this was pre-Grocery Store Joe, so uh, they did, They weren't as quick to feature um, Night One guys.
1: Yeah, plus he was dating my friend at the time, so I did not want him to go on Paradise. Yeah, <laughs> somebody from, from The Bachelor? or Nope. No, I won't say who. It, if he had gone on Paradise, it, it wouldn't have been. It wouldn't have been like a like a dirty thing to do. It's just I know him in a different light because a friend of mine uh, dated him.
0: Oh yeah, huh.
1: mm-hmm.
0: small world. Yeah, yeah. Especially Bachelor, bachelor, bachelor Nation It's only got like what a few hundred. Uh, yeah. Maybe how many? I mean, there's probably you know, there's a few thousand people you can choose, but it's still pretty small. <laughs> small tribe. Um. so we'll see, I mean, we'll see what happens with him but I liked him
1: I liked both of the pilots too so I liked both Connors and then both pilots but the other one went home which bummed me out yeah Chasen mm-hmm. Chasen
0: I was not impressed by Peter the pilot I thought he uh,
1: his whole thing was that he was a pilot like he didn't really have anything else <laughs> it was kind of just the way he carried himself he doesn't seem overly put on Like he doesn't seem like it's an, it doesn't seem like an act. If he feels like he has natural charisma and he's really cute. So, and he looked hot in his uniform. All right. Yeah. I think he's, I think
0: he's going to go far. I think he's going to be.
1: He's top
0: four. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. He seems like a guy who's going to, he's not going to be, you know, involved in a lot of drama. He's just kind of, kind of going to. Slide through a little bit and uh, just be a good, good, solid pick. Um, so let's talk about Joe the Box King.
1: Love Joe the Box King. I thought he was so funny. Well, his bio is amazing, too, right? So Liam, last week we were texting about the bios and he goes, Joe's bio reminds me of this tweet. Doing the sign of the cross, but it represents the trinity of Sinatra, Rocky Balboa, and Giuliani. Amen.
0: Amen. <laughs> <laughs> hey, he was, uh, I mean, Vinny, or uh, Joe, Joe was not, um, he's not New York Italian-American, so it's a different thing. He's from Chicago, but it's a very similar, it's a similar type. Yeah. He's yeah. a real, he's a real Italian boy. Right. Um, do, so do you think. I wanted you to text Kendall and see if he was friends with, uh, <laughs> with Grocery Joe.
1: I have not yet, but uh, I will attempt to get that information for us by next podcast.
0: <laughs> right, because they seem like you know they're kind of they might be in the same uh, you know Chicago small business circles. You know, <laughs> yeah, they met each other at a chamber of commerce meeting or something. <laughs> um, yeah, I liked Joe the Buy. Boc- I thought he was really funny. I thought his whole his whole thing
1: was funny. I hope he gets airtime. He's very entertaining. He's Mm -hmm. probably going to be the friend. You know, the Bachelorette always has a guy that she keeps around for a while. He got eliminated. What? Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. No. (laughs) What was she thinking? You keep the fun ones. Yeah. Like, you're not going to like all 30. That's a good thing. It makes your life easier. So keep the fun ones for as long as you can so you can have a good time. Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a bad move. She sh- well, I don't like Hannah anymore for the whole rest of the season. She's dead to me. She cut off Chase and, and Joe. Right. <laughs> she cut off Matt Donald, too? Yeah. Where was I during this rose ceremony? I don't remember any of this. I specifically remember thinking, yes, Joe got through. No. No, well. but she, yeah, he and Matt Donald both got eliminated. But
0: Matt Donald is going to be the grocery store Joe of this paradise. You think Matt Donald will, not the Box King? No, not the Box King. The Box King, Demi saw him and was like, ew. Like, he's just not hot enough.
1: Aw. You know, there was an interesting tell in the, the rose ceremony. They had that one guy. He was sh- he was short. That's, and he, I guess that's kind of an unnecessary thing to say. But he um, was talking about how he was making eye contact the entire time. Do you remember him? Yeah, I don't I do. know what his name is. Okay, cool. Anybody is talking about what they're doing during the rose ceremony has to make it through because they're not going to have that kind of interview after the rose ceremony, or you are not going to have that kind of interview after the rose ceremony if you got eliminated, right? So yeah, so the fact that he was talking about what he was doing during the rose ceremony meant that he had to get through that round. Hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Good observation.
1: Yeah. Something
0: to look for to look out for during yeah. the rose ceremonies going forward. And-
1: Yeah. And it's the people who were like, I didn't come all this way just to get eliminated, that they might actually be on the chopping block because you can do that kind of interview before the rose ceremony, like what John Paul Jones did, even though he did make it through. Yeah.
0: Interesting. So but yeah, so Matt Donald, people were like, this guy has to go to paradise. Um, And I think he will because he's just seemed like a nice guy. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think we've seen the last of him. Um, Any other guys stand out? To you, I like John Paul Jones. I think he's going to be interesting to watch. People were like yeah. very out on John Paul Jones, but I don't know. I have different tastes. I think I, I like the weird guys.
1: Yeah, <laughs> I mean he—he's an instant archetype of the wealthy, just snobbish, awful person. <laughs> <laughs> um, but we'll see. i I love having those types on the show. I mean, they're so entertaining to watch. It's like the guy from Emily Maynard's season who came in on a helicopter, except he's not pushing that that as much. Is he actually wealthy, or do I just think that because his name is John Paul Jones and he's blonde?
0: Yeah, we don't we don't really know. He may very well be a descendant of
1: the naval commander John Paul John Jones. Paul Jones. Um, Revolutionary War hero. I thought Cam seemed like a decent kisser, but I didn't like his spiel. It sounded like automatic bullshit, especially when he was like, I don't kiss on the first date. You know, I'm not that kind of guy, but since this is our second date, it's like combined you've been together for 20 seconds. So that's kind of annoying. Um, my favorite line from the entire episode was uh, what the, uh, the con- hot construction worker, male model person, what's his name? Tyler C. Yeah, he said, quote, I was like two classes away from being a dance minor. Which <laughs> <laughs> which means he took about two classes.
0: <laughs> yeah, that guy seemed fun. He just seemed like a goofy hot dude. I think he'll be yeah. he'll be fun.
1: Yeah. Um and that was basically all I all I got.
0: Yeah. Um Luke S, the guy who looked like Nick Viall. Uh-huh. Uh my friend texted me this morning. I woke up to this text, or no, it was as I was going to bed last night. She texted me um, that she went to high school with him. Okay. And uh, you know, she said he was nice enough, but he seemed he was very, you know, nerdy and awkward.
1: Oh, yay! I love it when those types of people make it on The Bachelor.
0: <laughs> she said he was very into photography at the time. Okay. That's a good sign. Yeah, which but she said that seems to have changed. Now he's like a political fundraiser or something. Or something.
1: Well, now he's going to need to get right back into photography if he wants to be a content creator. Absolutely. Oh my God, you're so right.
0: I know he can. He yeah. can be uh, Hannah's Instagram husband. Yep. <laughs> and she said, she said she didn't recognize him at first. Quote because of how douchey
1: he looks now. <laughs> 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 Uh, well, maybe people should have been a little nicer to him in high school. Yeah. Well, that's how you turn into douches. <laughs> that's the deal with Luke
0: S. Some okay. very minor uh, inside <laughs> information. So yeah. we're going to take a break, and then we're going to talk about Scott. Back after this. All right, so let's talk about Scott.
1: The Scott drama. It was very, yeah. very forced, right? Uh-huh. Um, I, one amusing thing is that this is a recent trend on The Bachelorette specifically, that on night one, the women have to be reminded that even though it's their big night and everybody's there to see them and charm them and this is their fairy tale, uh, they have to be reminded that men are ultimately assholes and they can't be trusted. I mean, this has happened in like the last three seasons. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's it's just so funny. Like Becca had to send a guy home night one. Rachel had to send home Demario like the next episode or something. Um, Um, That was kind of the gold
0: standard for this kind of thing, though. The 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 Demario one was actually good. Yeah, that one like the stakes felt real because it was a couple of weeks in. She'd kind of gotten to know him a little bit,
1: and his girlfriend actually showed up. Yeah, that was awesome. Rachel's reaction was amazing too. Yeah. That's like what stands out to me as the best, as one of the best Rachel moments from the season. Right. She was like, she was
0: genuinely mad and in a way that felt, you know, it felt proportionate to the situation. Whereas Hannah's anger in this
1: situation did not. It felt disproportionate to me. Um, Well, it felt a bit contrived. Like she knew that this was this was for her moment to show her like assertiveness and what a badass, you know, she can be. So, totally.
0: It was a girl boss moment. Uh-huh. The conceit of giving the info to Demi, it was just so convoluted and transparently fake. It was like, why why bother? I mean, what what do you even
1: yeah, you know, I mean, my thing with Demi is she's one of these people who does really, really well the first season she's on by like getting people to like her. But then once she gets that attention, and I do not blame her for this, it's like the right move, I guess, is to keep coming on and coming on and like keep asserting herself so that she becomes this just entertainment piece that is like dragged along. And it makes her look thirsty and kind of annoying. Um the same way that she's, like, advertising her friendship with Nick Vial constantly. It just seems like, okay, we get it, Demi. You know, you're feisty and fun and, it's, you know, a new part of this franchise. But it always kind of irritates me when they bring on people from past seasons onto the new seasons. Because it's like, ugh, your time has passed. Let's go. Like, let's move on. But maybe that's just me being jealous. I, I don't I don't really know because I'm not a normal viewer anymore. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I was just kind of annoyed as soon as I saw the them roll up in the truck this was shot only like a couple of days after the finale right so it was
0: she felt she was a little she felt a little fresher to the people making the show i guess maybe then uh at this moment a couple of months ago but i don't know yeah i think uh right she's kind of a one joke character and uh just tugging the boat a little bit but we'll tire of her in paradise for sure yeah i don't know to be fair Scott did seem like a huge douche.
1: Yeah, he did. I mean, the the part that I thought was justifiable anger was when he kept trying to manipulate her um, by not validating the fact that it is a dick move to have a girlfriend until Monday and then make travel plans with her afterwards. I mean, some of that is sort of... I mean, the problem is, is that when you get that call... It feels like a once in a lifetime opportunity and but also you're like, chances are I'm gonna be dumped, so why would I invest fully in this experience? But if you don't do that, I mean you're a waste of space. So and it's not gonna, you know, it's just not gonna be as good of an experience for you because you're not actually investing in the lead and you're not fully open to the experience and like the lead has every reason to be upset with you but they also have to understand that like hannah's position is different she gets to have somebody at the end but all of these men probably just get dumped at one point or another
0: yeah and he just talked about he's like yeah i live in a high-rise condo and you're like all right dude
1: oh my god yes (laughs) that was so gross he yeah he seemed like a dick even before they called him out on that yeah and then every all the
0: jokes on Twitter were like everybody else, all the other guys with the girlfriends are like scared
1: now. <laughs> that would have been so funny if when she was like anybody else want to leave? Anyone else? And like three dudes just walked out They're like you can't have a girlfriend on the show. Yeah, I'm just going to I'm just
0: going to head this one off. I I don't want to go through this.
1: <laughs>
0: um okay, so we're almost done. We're going to take a very Quick trip to Influencer Island, the f- breakaway star. Even before, like I checked last night, right before the show premiered, um, and Luke Parker,
1: uh huh,
0: far and away most popular, um, most popular follow
1: before the show even premiered.
0: Yeah. All right, that's got to be Reality Steve then. Got to be Reality Steve. Something's up okay. with something's up with this
1: guy. Okay, so we know he goes far.
0: Yeah, so he's, and as of this morning, he's up to 36,000. Damn. Yeah, right? Hannah is at 938,000 followers now. Okay. So she'll probably crack a million this week. This is going to be a popular season. Uh Uh-huh. JoJo has 2.2 million. Rachel Lindsay only
1: 831.
0: Uh Uh-huh. Hannah will crack a million pretty soon. I didn't do a full... uh. Full influencer report, but it seemed like the biggest percentage growth, I think, might be Pilot Pete, um, Uh who, you know, before we recorded our first episode, you know, almost two weeks ago, he was only at 588 followers. And then last night before the premiere, he was at seven and a half thousand. And now he's up to 20.7. So oh, people uh, like Pilot Pete. I don't blame them. Yeah. But that was all I did because that's a great note to end it on, right? Who cares? This has been a beautiful podcast to fall in love. Please rate, review, and subscribe. I'm Liam Matthews. I'm Jacqueline Trumble. Until next week. Bye. Whether it's a new Netflix original, the latest season of a long-running network drama, or a re-evaluation of a legendary comedy series, TV Guide is the place for fans to come and find out about their favorite shows and movies. And... With our help, discover some new favorites as well. From our Watch This Now recommendations and newsletter to our WTF Just Happened video series, TV Guide is the premier hub for people who love TV as much as we all do to come and hang out. Visit us at tvguide.com, follow us on social media at TV Guide, and subscribe to our YouTube channel, youtube.com tvguide, for all this great free content. And let us help you find your next binge.